Stupefy, Expelliarmus, Protego, whatever apples, oranges, carrots, peas, whatever you want to call these uh, defensive spells, um, I know them. I'm a Slytherin. Hello. Welcome to Curiosity Killed the Cat. I'm your host, Sarah. Sarah Slytherin, and um, today I'm going to be doing a very special bonus episode talking about Harry Potter, specifically the battle for Hogwarts, and how I feel about um, book-wise and film-wise the treatment of how Slytherin in this uh, fictional made-up story that's not real. Um, I'm going to be getting into it today uh, as if as if I, uh, if I was one of the of age uh, Slytherin House Hogwarts students at that time. So let's get into this uh, saucy little subject, shall we? So I think I'd like to begin this as um, maybe a new, ever-expanding, ever-continuing, never-ending um side series bonus episodes Potter After Dark where you know Saturday Sunday end of the day sun goes down you know grab a little blanket make a little cup of hot coffee or tea if you don't want that caffeine kick after after nighttime if you don't want to get too crazy you know if you don't want to go too wild with this you know spark one up, sit down in your favorite chair, gaze out the window, and just pull up any random Harry Potter thread that might be going through the old uh, brain hard drive. And so I've been thinking a lot lately about one thread in particular. Actually, it's something that's bothered me for quite a long time. And before I really get into it, um, I guess I just want to get this out of the way. Um, A few episodes, I was chatting with Sir Jimmy of the Fantasy Network, and we were discussing Stephen King and got into J.K. Rowling. And, uh, you know, I'll probably just refer to her as she who must not be named after like this point. Um, I'm I'm not a fan of um, anything she has to say anymore. Um, and I don't agree with anything that she has to say pretty much. So, um, yeah, that's where I stand with that. So moving forward, um, this discussion, little chat with myself will be, uh, well, no, not with myself, coming from myself to you. Um, this is all going to be about the Battle of Hogwarts and, um, just the uh the interesting i don't want to say treatment uh maybe i guess the the interesting outcomes that uh the film and the movie takes with Slytherin house house Slytherin when it comes to the battle of hogwarts um i just find it really interesting um i find it really funny that in the movie, they're just like, lock them up. And they have McGonagall say this, which is deeply upsetting to me because I love me some fucking Professor, Professor McGonagall. But when, you know, 
she's the one that's like, oh, yeah, take all the Slytherins, ha-ha, and just fucking put them in down in the gen- dungeons. Mm. Mm-mm. That's not what we do. When they go low, we go high, right? And so that, to me, it's just, I love part two of the Deathly Hallows, like the films, like, particularly and um i just i put it on for comfort all the time i put on even um the audiobook i'll well be getting into the book version of this um but this is one of my like comfort ones i don't know why the end of this whole harry potter chapter just it just does it for me and um um yeah i it, it's just it's been a while since i'd really sank back into my my co- the comforting part of harry potter um you know with everything going on with you know, what's her face and everything. So, um, yeah, for some reason the, uh, the old battle of Hogwarts just does it. And the fact that you take a group of students just based on where they're, they were sorted when they were 11 years old. And just because some may have parents who are fighting for the, you know, the really, really, really bad side um, doesn't mean you just wrangle them all up and lock them away. That's pretty, uh, it's pretty severe. And um, I just, I just, I don't know. I just, it just never, it didn't, it didn't go with the the flow and the ideology of what like, you know, the good side here is um, fighting for and trying to get across. And so when we look at the flip side, when we look at the, um, the novel uh, version of this and what happened with the Battle of Hogwarts and the Slytherins in that case, um, you know, she writes them off as, um, you know, the, all of the of-age Slytherins are asked, um, you know, who wants to fight and none of them want to fight. Just none of them want to fight. Right. So, all right, go off, you know, to be evacuated with the rest of the young kids, you know, go home, steep them with everybody else, with the little ones. And, uh, we're, we're, we're moving on here. And again, it just doesn't fit with the flow of everything, you know, in the cartoonization of this whole series. Oh yes. Slytherin, it houses all the bad wizards. All the worst wizards came from House Slytherin. Yada yada, blah blah blah. It's a, it's 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 a never ending thread. Um, in terms of, um, even in Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them in the Grindelwald uh movie, which I think I talked with Jimmy about, um, you know, about a year ago, a little over a year ago. Um, I just I was getting really excited for that for the Grindelwald stuff and to learn more about Dumbledore's sister and that whole aspect. And, you know, was kind of psyched about, you know, the rest of the movies coming out and just seeing that part of the expansion of this universe. Um, and then, you know, God, what did they do? Then Warner brothers, uh, which I'll be getting into with Sir Matt again. Uh, we're going to be doing Warner brothers here coming up. Uh, just how weird they are as a studio, as good as the movies are that come out of them whatever I'm getting off track. Um, so Warner brothers fired Johnny Depp and 
anyways, whatever. So I don't even know. I don't really even care what's going on with the movies anymore. But um, the one thing that I really liked about the crimes of Grindelwald's movie storyline, whatever, and I know she who must not be named, I think she did the screenwriting for um, for that movie, for both of those movies. So anyways, um, Lita Lestrange, that's played by Zoe Kravitz, um, she's the perfect example of, she's in-house Slytherin, she thinks that she's not liked, you know, she thinks, well, she thinks she's bad because she, um, switched out her baby brother with another baby when she was younger, but I'm not getting into that right now, um, but she was, you know, a nice young girl, but she just had a complex and didn't have, well, the complex came from, um, people treating her like a Slytherin, but, you know, she was kind, she liked Newt, she was friendly with him, um, you know, and she makes the remark of like, oh, you've never met a monster you couldn't love or something like that. I don't know what it is. But like by the end of the movie, this little grown-up Slytherin who's like now beautiful, Lita Lestrange, Mary Newt's freaking, you know, hot ginger brother, you know, she goes off into the blue foot flames and like sacrifices herself for everybody else. And so I'm just going to take a sip of coffee. Because that's just one example. That's just one example of a Slytherin um, going against its uh, its its stereotype, I guess. Um, a tried and true one. A tried and true one um, would be uh, Regulus Black. What were the initials in the locket? R E B, something, whatever. R B. Regulus fucking Black. Right. Um, Sirius is brother sorted into house Slytherin like the rest of the fucking family and what did he do he freaking jacked freaking uh Voldemort's horcrux and the creepy Dumbledore you know uh drank the liquid cave um snatched that freaking horcrux up and uh pulled one over on Voldemort before anybody besides Slughorn knew that there were Horcruxes, knew how Voldemort did what he did. Like, just fucking Sirius's brother. Just like this just fucking random guy from House Black, like, happened to be the freaking first person to destroy and get rid of uh, uh, a Horcrux. Well, he didn't destroy it. It ended up with Creature. But um, anyways... There's another example of a Slytherin who did a insanely brave act um, against type. And um, yeah, and I just find that really interesting because um, the, the, the main one I have here, which I'll get to after talking about what happens and what happened in the book, um, when it's time to fight and the bad guys show up, um, the uh the students of age are given the chance to fight and nobody wants to fight nobody is brave enough to fight right so they get put you know down evacuated with the rest of the younger kids and i just think that's it just it just doesn't fit and again i'm not really like complaining i'm just trying to 
this is just something just like a jagged piece in this story that I've never been able to smooth over which most of the time I can smooth over things and this one I just I just can't it just bugs me you know on the old the old Pottermore website back in the day I was sorted into House Slytherin and it's been part of my identity like a zodiac sign ever ever, ever since so you know when the only examples of Slytherins floating around are like Bellatrix and fucking, you know, Tom Riddle and the Malfoys, which again, they're a great example of people who ooh, started out not so good, who were definitely on the fucking wrong side of the, uh, the old fight there. Um, but they come back around and do a couple, you know, brave acts to get away from the darkness that they turn to um rather than turning to Dumbledore or whatever else um so anyways I just yeah it just it's always bugged me it just drives me nuts and when we get to the end of the book the end I mean the end of the series we get to the end of the movie all seven all uh technically eight movies, all seven books, you know, where we're at the train station, we've got an older Harry, you know, uh, bringing the kids with Ginny and he's got his little Severus Albus, Albus Severus, whatever the fucking kid's name is. Right. And the poor kid is just like, um, having this, this, this neurotic, uh, you know, anxious moment of, not knowing if he's going to be sorted into Slytherin or Gryffindor. Coffee moment. Um, you know, and he's just, he's, he's kind of tripping out. He's a little bit worried, right? And Harry picks up on it and he explains to him that, you know, you're named after these two headmasters. Um, one was, one was a Gryffindor, one was a Slytherin and, um, you know, one of them was the bravest man I ever met. He was a Slytherin, blah, blah, blah. And I just, like, how can you write that, but then also write that not a single, not a single kid over 17 in House Slytherin was going to fight for the school. No matter To me, no matter what parents they had, on the dark side, whatever. There are kids in House Slytherin that don't have parents on the dark side. Like I was just talking to my mom, God bless her, um, about like when you're sorted into the houses, um, it, they're really meant to elevate a certain aspect of yourself, of your character. And, um, you know, if you're sorted into Slytherin, you you're chosen for it because this house wants you to elevate the aspect of, of, of being clever and cunning and intellectual and sly. They want you to, to, um, elevate those parts of your personality and of your character. Right. Um, so no matter what your base is going into that house, this, the house is meant to elevate the certain, the certain aspect of you, right. You know, um, you know, Hufflepuffs, loyal um but they're still strong you know the people always get like hufflepuffs the stereotypical pushover no 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 
They're the strongest motherfuckers out there. They're the fucking badgers for a reason, okay? Have you ever seen the honey badger videos? Yeah, look them up, okay? Don't fuck with the Hufflepuffs. Um, and same thing with Ravenclaw. You look at Luna Lovegood, right? Freaking imagine her being a first year with her little beautiful, you know, eyes up in the clouds, thinking of like, you know, snorkacks and whatever the else, you know, the quibbler and, um, you know, this little silly hat gets put on her head, right? And she gets chosen for Ravenclaw, right? Because House Ravenclaw wants to bring out this aspect of Luna Lovegood of this, of this academic side, this studious, uh, scholar side to her, which she has. She's one of the smartest characters, one of the smartest characters, um, throughout the series as loopy and loony as she seems. She's one of the most beloved characters for a reason. And when we talk about Neville Longbottom, you know, what house do you think he's going to get sorted in when he's sitting on the little stool? Um, I know we see it in the movie and stuff, but like, you know, you would maybe think, oh, he's going to end up in Hufflepuff, right? And bless him, he loves um, herbology and plants and he ends up becoming, I think, the professor in it once he grows up. But he didn't get sorted into Hufflepuff. He got sorted into fucking Gryffindor. And he didn't get sorted into Gryffindor because his mom and dad were Gryffindors. He got sorted into... <laughs> he got sorted into Gryffindor because he was meant to bring out um, that brave aspect of himself that is there from the very, very first book, when he stands up to his friends, which Dumbledore says is one of the hardest things you could ever do. It's hard enough to stand up to your enemy, but it's even harder to stand up to your friends. And he tells them, you know, you're not going to leave this freaking, this, this, this dorm room or whatever the hell it's called. Um, you're not going to leave. You're not going to lose any more points for House Gryffindor. And no, you know, I'm standing up to you guys. And of course, freaking... Hermione, what is it? Protificus totalis, whatever it is, she freaking freezes him, and they move all they move along on their thing. Um, but it comes back to Neville. Um, as much as the points that uh, Harry, Ron, and Hermione lost in their little um, uh, midnight adventure with Fluffy and the keys and Wizard's chest and Coral and all of that stuff. Um, it comes back to Neville um, winning enough points for them to win the House Cup that year, being called out, shouted out, illuminated by Dumbledore himself, being praised by Dumbledore by doing an act of bravery that Neville didn't even consider brave. He just probably was scared as heck, you know, standing up to Harry Potter, you know, and his best friends. Um, and he did it and he did it anyways, cause he knew, he knew what was right and he knew what was wrong and it didn't matter that they were his friends. Um, you know, people needed to be held accountable. And so that's why he was put in Gryffindor because the hat knew what he was capable of in this house. This is where he was going to shine and be his absolute best and most authentic self. Okay. Um, 
the hat knew that if Harry went to Slytherin, something different would have happened to Harry. And so to go back to Neville one last time, when we get to the Battle of Hogwarts, who pulls the sword of Gryffindor out of the hat? Is it, is it Harry? No. Is it Ron? No. Is it Hermione? No. It's Neville fucking Longbottom. He was the most deserving. He needed help. And the sword called to him and came to him because Neville stood up in front of everybody and told Voldemort, you're nothing but a fuck boy and you need to go because we don't believe in what you stand for here and we never will. And Voldemort tries to laugh and some of the Death Eaters laugh. But what happens? The sword comes out and fucking Nagini goes down. And we're left with Voldemort and Harry and Voldemort left in his one last form. So, you know, basically where all this is meant to go is that whatever kids, you know, in that same year with Harry and Ron and Hermione sat on that stool, they were sorted into Slytherin for a specific reason, you know? So imagine a kid with the, with the, with the, with the bravery and freaking pride of a Gryffindor, but with the slyness and cunning, um, and, and, and insight of a Slytherin, you know, there you've got double agents. You're telling me, you're going to tell me that there's not a single fucking kid in House Slytherin that's not doing double agent-y shit like Snape. To bring it back to Snape, Snape spent most of his life as a double agent after Lily died. It's just, um, I just, it's just... It will forever baffle me. And I'm just curious to know if um, that baffles anybody else. Because, um, you know, the more I think about it, the more they had a few of those Slytherins running around um, fighting for good. Uh, maybe some more lives would have been saved that day. Maybe a few more fucking um, stupefies and Expelliarmuses and whatever's were thrown out um, to neutralize the Avada Kedavras and um what else the Death Eaters were throwing around throwing around that awful tragic horrific day okay we might have still had Lavender Brown I didn't mind her so much she was kind of cute when she said Juan Juan um you know the Weasley twin I can't remember which one it was I'm sorry um we might still have both of them you know what I'm saying so like it's just a very interesting thing to just, it just, I don't know. I don't know what I'm, I, I just take a strange offense to it. It feels a little bit lazy and it feels a little bit like, um, nah, we don't want to deal. We don't want to deal with this, but, um, you know, there's always a, there's always good guys hiding in dark places and there's always hope, you know, to bring this to, uh, Star Wars, you know, Finn was a stormtrooper. Ray was a Palpatine. Um, I just, yeah. So again, this is going to be, this is a, just a short little 
you know, Harry Potter after, you know, Potter after dark, just a little, just a little thought, little thread, something for you to think about. Um, I don't know, next time I do this, maybe it'll be a, maybe it'll be a, a, a song of ice and fire at night or, uh, the night is dark and full of terrors thoughts. Yeah. Maybe we'll do that. Who would I want to talk about in Game of Thrones next? Or plotline? Hmm. I'll think about it. But in the meantime, you know, um, pour one out for the Weasley twin, the one that died. Um, you know, just think about, uh, and also, yeah, one last thing, one last thing. When you think about a character like Umbridge, Dolores Umbridge, I don't know or remember if we ever figured out what fucking house she came from. Um, could be Slytherin. Feels like, feels Hufflepuffy Ravenclaw to me, okay? Um, God, who else is another kind of, ugh, if he can See, like, Lockhart. What about Gilderoy Lockhart? What house do you think he was in? He was probably in House Slytherin. No, he was definitely in House Gryffindor. Yeah, because you know the sorting hat was like, oh, young Gilderoy, I see where your path is going to lead you. Let me put it, let me put you in Gryffindor so so we can elevate the bravery inside of you. You know what I mean? So when you're scared, little boy Lock, Lockhart, you, you could be brave and, and you can do the right thing instead of the wrong thing and, and, and memory charming people and taking credit for their work. And writing books about it and making a lot of money. See? I could just keep going on and on and on about this. So, anyways, um, if you've ever done Pottermore, if you've ever been sorted into house, uh, maybe think about just your personality in general. And then think about the house you were sorted in. And think about which aspects of yourself the house is asking you to shine more light on. Because, yeah, mine, I think, being sorted into Slytherin, mine was telling me, you know, be a little more cunning. Be a little bit more sly. And it's okay to choose yourself sometimes instead of everybody else. So, I don't know. That's just my thoughts on my, uh, my Slytherin, my Slytherin, um, Slytherin sorting hat situation so yeah that's pretty much it and I just want to say that me and Arthur Weasley have a oh my god Patronus that's the word I was gonna say I was almost was gonna say um peacock but it's not a peacock um anyways me and Arthur Weasley Arthur Weasley and I share a Patronus the weasel so Again, Slytherins, they could be sneaky, sly, get in places other people can't, and do a lot of good with that kind of power. So, fuck you, J.K. Rowling. I think that's something we can all agree on. So, happy Father's Day. Happy Sunday. Have a healthy, safe, fun, thriving week. Hope it's not too hot. And uh, most of all, stay curious. Thank you, guys. I love you.